You're listening to Startup Nation Radio on News Talk 760 WJR. Here's Jeff Sloan. Welcome back to Startup Nation Radio on our Ask the Expert show. We've got Greg Packer, president of Access Point. Greg, you're our Startup Nation expert on all things relating to HR. It's been a hot issue burning, really created recently by the mandate from the president, President Biden. This issue of uh, if you have 100 or more employees, you can require that they're vaccinated, right, in order to maintain their status at the company. That's true. Yes. And good to be back chatting with yeah, you yeah. again, Jeff. It's always a good conversation. Um, yeah, not only that, but the president also, by executive order, has mandated that all federal employees, so the military, the Postal Service, all federal employees, must be vaccinated. All federal contractors, so that could be companies of any size if they're servicing a government yeah. contract as a prime, second, or third tier contractor. But then this other emergency temporary standard through OSHA that requires employers with more than 100 employees, not at a particular location either, total employees must be vaccinated. Possibly they might be able to subscribe to weekly testing. So it begs the first question. First of all, this is kind of rare, right? This isn't the kind of, I mean, these kinds of mandates are rarely seen. Yeah, there have been nine ETSs issued in the history of OSHA. Four have been just overturned as not enforceable by the courts. One was completely rewritten to try to solve somewhat of the issue, and the other four were enforced. But typically, it's something that you would use where there's imminent danger, where there's something new that someone has learned about that has to be addressed from a workplace safety standpoint. Yeah, and so if this is upheld, and this is going to become the new standard, and this is something employees with over 100 employees, uh, employers with over 100 employees, if this is something they need to make sure they adhere to, what does that mean for business, both large and, and it actually has a, a trickle-down effect on the small business as well. But first, let's start with big companies. This is complex and challenging, first of all, to administrate and you know, make sure you're in force and abide by, right, Greg? I mean, this is not easy stuff to, to deal yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you allow the testing protocol, who pays for it? You know, who enforces that? We have one of the tightest labor markets we've had in history. And do you want to be putting yourself in a position where you're excluding 20, 30, potentially 40% of the workforce from right. working for your organization? That being that percentage of the population not yet vaccinated. Correct. Yeah. And some of those right. are not vaccinated because they don't want to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. It's not that they just haven't gotten around to it. Right. And I think probably for the Startup Nation audience, what's more applicable is typically, you know, you don't start up with 100 employees. You start smaller, hope to get there. Of course. But, you know, for smaller companies that are servicing government contracts, which is oftentimes technical type companies and companies that are growing, this is the federal government, you know, the OSHA, the law of the land from a labor standard, saying that it's not safe in a workplace to not be vaccinated or be testing weekly. So if that's the standard, what does that do for smaller employers who also have a responsibility to provide a safe workplace for their employees? Yeah. And it's the states, even though it's a federal mandate, the states are the ones that have to enforce it. Is that right? So the way OSHA works is the OSHA, OSHA sets a standard and then they fund many of the states. So in Michigan, we have my OSHA, but many states, the federal government OSHA just issues and enforces these edicts. But in, I think in probably 26 or 27 states, they have like Cal OSHA in California. And most of the larger states have their own separate. So they have to then adopt that rule or run the risk of losing federal funding if they choose not to adopt it. So governors like Ron DeSantis have already come out and said, hey, we're not doing that. You know, right. We're going to do our own thing. Texas has said the same thing. So there isn't really a penalty to the employers there. There just will be 
potentially a loss of funding for the state agency. There won't be a penalty to the employers because the states aren't enforcing it. But Correct. but in states where it is being enforced, if you don't abide as a company, you could face some pretty stiff penalties. Correct. And as we talked about previously when you and I chatted, now you all of a sudden have employers that are operating in multiple jurisdictions, multiple states. So if you've right. all of a sudden decided that, hey, I have 100 employees and I'm in Florida, but I have people who are now working remotely in Michigan and Illinois and California, that law could be enforced in those states. I mean, it almost seems impossible to be able to you know, administrate and enforce this. Well, the current administration seems to specialize in rolling out the impossible. So, And we're not going to talk politics on no. this show, but it is at the very least a complex issue. Now, what's your opinion? What's your view on whether or not you think this is going to be something that will be upheld ultimately? I'm not a lawyer and I've never right, played one on TV, right. <laughs> um, but uh, the lawyers who I have talked to seem to think that it's pretty likely that this will not meet mm. the legal standard. It's very hard to demonstrate that there really is an imminent and danger, threat. Danger and imminent threat. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's a pretty poorly written law. I happened to just be in D.C. a couple of days ago. And it's interesting when you talk to people there who are sort of familiar with the political machine, the general sense on both sides of the aisle that this is more political theater. Uh, sure, sure. Where this was an opportunity for the president to stand up and get other things off the front page and yeah. talk about enforcing the vaccine protocol. So for those companies who are too small to have this be relevant, but yet they want to maintain, you know, they're really driven by not, not legislation or, you know, federal mandates. How should they be thinking about safety concerns yet, you know, productivity, bringing people back to the office, returning to some kind of normal? What should a small business be thinking about as it relates to bringing people back? What we're seeing in the workplace when we talk to smaller employers and people is that you have to be sensitive to everybody's needs because you have clearly there are, are folks out there as employees who are very concerned about working elbow to elbow with somebody who is not vaccinated. But you have some people who are vehemently opposed to getting vaccinated. And so, you know, as an employer, you have to bridge the gap. You have to provide a safe workplace. So I think listening to your team of people and your organization and trying to come up with a policy that's fair, the things that you've been doing, trying to create distance, you know, maybe talking about masks. I think that the whole mask issue is another political football, but it does seem to provide comfort to those people who are concerned and think everybody should be vaccinated. So you just have to develop a policy that works for your group of people and be sensitive to those needs. Because you have to balance a lot of things. You have to balance being able to hold on to and attract employees that have differing opinions on this. It puts a lot of burden and a lot of pressure on small business owners and operators Absolutely. Who, are, who are, A, responsible for their team's well-being and safety and health, especially as it relates to when they're in the office or anything they might get exposed to at the office. But, you know, pushing for productivity. You know, I yeah. mean, a business has to be able to maintain itself. Otherwise, it's all moot anyway. So these are tough times for small business owners thinking through these issues and really challenging, isn't it? I mean, you must be seeing that a lot. Are you, are you helping guide your customers and clients? Yeah, I mean, these or? are things that we, you know, our primary focus as a outsource states, our solution is to provide guidance on compliance. But obviously we get into conversations because people need to have employees. They look to us to, to provide guidance on how to recruit and attract and retain. And these are very much key issues. And it's, I think probably the most unfortunate thing about the whole situation, Jeff, is that there's no sort of single source of truth 
that any of us can really go to. It's like we've got all these politicians and media people talking about what should be done, but it, there seems to be very limited access to actual experts. It would be great if we could get a panel of you know six experts that are pro and against all these different topics and let small business owners and the general public yeah. hear from them yep. rather than hearing a slanted view that then colors their attitudes at work. Sure. This really, though, when you boil it all down, for the small business owners, it's really a lot of making judgment calls, isn't it? I mean, you talk about compliance, but it's really about making critical judgment calls. And there's not a definitive playbook or rule book to follow in all of this. There isn't. And and actually, just as I'm sitting here thinking about it, it's it's an argument in favor of remote work. So if you let people work remotely, you don't have to worry about them bringing those concerns and attitudes and and potential lack of vaccination risks into the workplace. Uh, At least it argues for a hybrid. Uh, I mean, you know, you have to be able to accommodate your team and, and the labor market is so tight right now. You can't afford to lose your A players over this issue, so you really exactly. are forced to accommodate them. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very much Interesting. Challenging times, Greg. Thank you, as always. If people want to reach you and get some of that guidance that you guys offer, is it apteam.com? That's applepeterteam.com, right? Absolutely. You can reach out to Greg and his team there at Access Point. Greg, thank you for your expertise. Thank it's you, Jeff. Challenging. Stay safe. Wow, stay safe is right. Stay safe, stay productive, and that's not an oxymoron. You gotta, that's the challenge. Stay Absolutely. safe stay productive. All right, Greg. Thanks so much for being on. Be back next week with another edition of Startup Nation Radio. The preceding program was furnished by Startup Nation Media Group.